Hey, Peaches. Hi, Peaches. Welcome to Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Lindsay. The Let's Talk Peaches podcast is a community that empowers others to go after the life they want. We are constantly asking the question, how can we set ourselves up, mind, body, and soul, to achieve the happiness and success we deserve? If you're a new peach, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're a returning peach, thank you so much for tuning back in. We really appreciate that. Hit that big subscribe button on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on. All right, let's dive into the episode. Alrighty, welcome back, peaches. Welcome to another episode. Hope you are enjoying the season thus far. We have a very, I feel like this is such a highly anticipated episode for us. It is, we've been trying to get someone of this nature on the podcast for so long, like over a year and a half. One of the first requests of like what kind of topic to have on and I just feel like we've had people that were booked and then it fell through people say no obviously and um and then just like some timing things not work out again and again and again and again but finally so I you know all of that I have to believe that this is divine timing and what a lovely conversation we have waiting for you so excited we have Gabby Barboza and she is just like very sweet very kind very pure in a way that you feel safe with her. Would you agree, Nick? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would. No, yeah, Gabby's great. Gabby, we met Gabby at a breathwork class while we were in in Connecticut. And it was a lovely little meetup and we had tea afterwards and it was great. Yeah, we actually, we met doing breathwork with Lydia together. We were all in the same class and uh, Lydia is the breathwork episode in this season episode in this season so kind of full circle really really uh, maximized our experience in that breathwork class well (laughs) I mean that just goes to show how amazing that group of ladies were you know like it was truly filled with wonderful really knowledgeable interesting people um and so yeah really excited to share them with the peach community and jump into this episode yeah all right peaches we have the lovely gabby barboza with us and did i say that last name correctly gabby you did. Yep. Amazing. And we're so excited to have you here, Gabby. Before we kind of dive in and get started, we love to just do a gut check and say, what's up, Peach? How's it going? How has your day been? How was your week? Yeah. So I, I'm i traveling and I'm in San Diego right now, which is actually where I was born. So I love it here. And I always feel there's always like a interesting feeling here. Like there's some grief, but I also love it here so much. Mm. So I feel mm-hmm. great here for the most part. What part of San Diego are you from and are you currently in? Yeah, so I so it's different now. I was born into a house only like I haven't been to it. I usually always go to it when I'm here. Probably like 10 minutes away. I think it's considered University Heights now, but I'm in North mm-hmm. Park right now. 
Okay. Yeah. We have some familiar familiarity, whatever that word might be. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Tough word. With San Diego, we had a friend that lived there for a long time, and we mm. would visit him so often. And it is such a special place. Oh, we've lost Nicole. She'll pop back in when she can. Sometimes yeah. she loses. Sometimes she loses power. The uh, the life of a digital nomad, as I know that you know. Yes, um, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but he used to live. He lived um, right by University Heights. Uh, oh, in uh, Hillcrest, which is a super fun mm-hmm. place. Which is a super fun place for to live. And then now our cousin lives there, um, and she lives like right outside of the Gaslamp District. I can't remember exactly where what town she is but two very different sections of san diego that we got to that we've gotten to experience but it's such a beautiful a beautiful beautiful space how long are you in san diego now yeah so i got here on january 9th i believe it was and then i went to la for a bit and i was eager to get back to san diego Mm. and so i just got back here at the beginning of this week and i'll be here at least through march 19th Mm-hmm. I haven't really announced this yet, but I actually think I'm moving here. So I might be here for for a long time. Um, wow. But I'm going to go home first and come back. So, yeah. How exciting. Yeah. I'm really excited. Wow. We love San Diego. It's honestly such a great part of the States. It really is. It's so beautiful. Mountains, ocean. Like, there's just, yeah, everything you need. Well, congrats. We hope we're manifesting Thank all you. of the, the smoothness yeah, for you. Yeah, I need you. that. I need that. Yeah. I'm very picky on apartments, so yeah. <laughs> I need all the, all the yeah. I feel yeah. We <laughs> explained this a little bit in the intro before you, right before you popped on, but uh, we were explaining to some of the peaches how we kind of came to know you, and you wouldn't know this, but we actually, Lydia, who is the breathwork coach that we all met kind of through, is also going to have an episode in this season of peaches so it's kind of like which we didn't necessarily plan we recorded um Lydia's episode a while ago before we kind of knew what we were going to be doing and obviously I feel like whenever you we have issues finalizing and really confirming a date for a recording it's like we know we want to have somebody on and like they seem really um committed to coming on sorry Siri's gonna yell at me my goodness (laughs) My Siri, the Siri on my laptop yells at me all the time. Same, all the time, and I have no idea what I do to trigger her. Like, I'm not saying her name. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Anyways, yeah, when you have a hard time scheduling, sometimes it must be the word scheduling. She's yelling at me again. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of, I feel like, I'm like, okay, I have faith in the universe that this will come together. And that this is like a divine timing thing and that when we actually are able to put this out and meet and maybe it's like we're vibing with the right thing for the recording time or like when it puts out, when it goes live, the person that hears it really needed to hear it kind of thing. I always like, I'm like, if there's something that's holding us off, but like we all feel really committed to connecting, this has happened several times. And one thing that I will say, Gabby, I do think it's divine timing because we were like chatting with our cousin today and she was she was like, I just found out that I have PCOS and I'm going to like a hormonal specialist and I'm going to like a natural uh, holistic nutritionist, all of mm. this stuff. And mm-hmm. I didn't even like put the dots together. And then I was like going to message somebody, Nicole, about the episode or something. And I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. 
But yeah, so I I really feel I'm so excited to finally be here. We were explaining to the Peaches that it's kind of been a little bit of a long time coming with this with this recording, and we're very, very excited to have you here. And thank you so much for being patient with us, because I know a lot of that rescheduling was on our end. <laughs> it's okay. I get it. But mm-hmm. again, so excited to have you here. I echo everything that you've said, and we're jazzed, and thank you for your patience and all of, yeah, it's all good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. The travel is it's a lot. Scheduling and different when I was in Portugal, I was like, okay, this would be if I move I was considering moving there and I was like, this would be something to consider. Yeah. 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 It's um the time difference stuff it was difficult. It was difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also who doesn't want to live in Portugal after oh they go visit? <laughs> I was in it love. was so great. Like I was so sad to leave. Yeah. I know. For any of our peaches who haven't heard of you before or know anything about what you do, can you just give us a little bit, yeah, about who you are and what holistic nutrition means? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up as a kid, I I always go by, I was telling my therapist this yesterday when she asked me what happened at a certain age, I was like, what grade was that? Because I go by grades, like what happened in grades, not age. I don't even remember ages. But in fourth grade, I had a seizure, a grand mal seizure. And that was the beginning, basically, of my health journey, I would say. And at the time, we just didn't know what it was. And I ended up, thank God, growing out of it with puberty. So I had seizures for like three years, maybe four. And then I grew out of it, never had one again, weaned off my medication. It was really like so grateful for that. But looking back, it was the beginning of my journey on when I started having symptoms, when I really noticed different things and I was a very sensitive kid. And so like, I think there's a lot of emotional connection there as well. And so I always knew, the reason I bring that up is because I always knew I wanted to go into the medical field when I was older because my nurses specifically were incredible. And I remember feeling so just so comforted in their presence. Um, Pediatric nurses are like another type Mm -hmm. of nurse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew I wanted to be a nurse. So, or I knew I wanted to be in the medical field. And eventually I went to college and didn't do it right away. But later on decided I also wanted to do nursing. So I stayed at college longer, became a nurse. But when I was in nursing school, I quickly realized, oh, this is not what I expected. And I'm really not learning how to prevent people from getting to these certain places. It just felt like I'm treating, I'm helping to treat illness, especially in the U.S., we're, we're not actually preventing this from happening. And I don't want to be someone that's just giving, I, I don't want to say just because nurses, like the job is wildly complex, but giving medication and, and kind of just perpetuating, not giving it a look at why did this happen in the first place. And so yeah, I stuck it out. I stuck nursing school out. I couldn't quit at the time. Mm-hmm. And I started working in the hospital for years. And then I was an ER nurse. And the ER was kind of my last straw of, I, I gotta get sure. out of here. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I sure. yeah. Yeah. 
So I left the ER, started working for a women's health naturopathic and fertility doctor um, and researcher. And she's basically family now. I, I work for her a little bit now too still. But then I went to nutrition school. She supported me through that. And then now I'm a holistic nutritionist. So I focus right now, mostly my uh, clients are women and women's health. And that's kind of what got me here. And holistic nutrition is really, if you would have asked me when I was in college, if I ever would have been interested in nutrition, I would have been like, hell no, like not interested, (laughs) actually feels very boring to me. (laughs) But when I learned about holistic nutrition and really using the body and symptoms from the body, it's not just about food. Mm -hmm. It's more about the function and the systems and the organs in, in the body and how they're simulating that food and digesting it and all of that. So yeah, food's medicine. It is. It really is. Yeah. It, it literally makes up your cells and y- your being. So yeah, yeah. I have to remember that some, not all people, I had an Uber driver recently that said, oh, I never would have thought that nutrition would affect someone's fertility. And I was like, oh, you, right. Like there are still people that just don't put two into like they don't know that this is yeah so important and it, it humbled me yeah. for a second because sometimes I'm like am I just speaking what people already know but then when he said that to me I was like okay there's still people that need to hear this for sure yeah a hundred percent and even though even if people do know that it's a thing knowing and going down deep going deeper into the details of like what does what to where is you know lost on a lot of people and I mean that's that's where I'm at I'm like I know how important it is but I don't know a lot about like the details and this applies to a lot of things in life but like that idea of knowledge is power and just like having a really good idea and foundation set for like I'm feeling this way, this food is going to complement that or like I have tendencies of this and this food is going to complement that or like, you know, just knowing the powers of different foods. I definitely have the last couple of years, it was kind of like through through the pandemic for sure. And I don't know if it was like triggered through staying at home and like having time or feeling like I had time to like think about what I was putting in my body. But like I've just become kind of much more aware of what I want to put into my body. And I found myself like I we come from a our mom is has very inf, like a lot of inflammatory stuff going on and just knowing that that could be passed down to me and and Nicole like I was just like any anti-inflammatory food ever <laughs> and I was just like pounding myself with beets <laughs> and <laughs> I love a good beat. yeah but I kind of before we kind of go deeper I know a lot of our peaches will be so excited to learn about kind of the nutrition and like the power of food and all of that stuff. But I do want to take a step back and kind of get to know you a little bit more. Something that I was hearing when you were telling us a little bit about your journey is that like you're, you've kind of been a bit of a pivot queen in this sense of like, I don't know what you originally went to college for, but you went to college doing something or maybe you were undeclared and then you were like, I'm going into nursing and then you pivoted after being a nurse to this other, you know, to what something that felt more aligned and you were kind of going from one thing to another thing that felt more aligned to another thing that felt more aligned. And even you were like stationed in one space. I know when we met you, you were living in 
Connecticut and then you were I feel like we met you right before you kind of went on this huge journey (laughs) you did (laughs) which which is so so like which is really cool and I'm kind of I kind of want to talk about because I know a lot of the our listeners really are kind of looking to do the same maybe they're looking to like pivot their own life to live a more aligned life or um, I know a lot of our peaches are really interested in digital nomad lifestyle my main question is like where (laughs) where do you where do you find the courage to kind of pivot because that can be hard or like whether it's choosing a new major in college or going from like what I majored in to something I, I know it's technically still in the medical field but like something kind of different you're kind of running your own practice now to like I'm living this one way to really kind of going off and living in a whole other way um where do you find the courage to do that yes it's such a good question and thank you for using the word courage because it's like such a uh, it can be a pain point for me sometimes because when I'm in when I am doing something that doesn't feel aligned I immediately know and I immediately Mm -hmm. have dread every day that I have to Mm. do that like if I'm in and doing if I'm in a job that I hate if I am in a relationship that doesn't feel right anymore, it consumes every piece of me. And so I would say the courage comes from refusing to live in dread every day. And so when I, I originally, to answer your question, I went, I was a psychology degree, which I loved, but I was planning on going to PA school, physician assistant. And I actually went to a different college. I had transferred, but I was still planning on doing that. And then I shadowed some PAs and I was like, "Mm, this doesn't feel aligned. I feel more aligned. And what's funny is the reason that I switched to nursing is because it felt more holistic. It felt more before I even knew what holistic really meant. I felt I, I remember saying that to my advisor. I was like, it just feels more holistic, like more. I'm not prescribing medications I'm, I'm taking care of the person and their whole mm. being um mm-hmm. and so I switched to nursing and then yeah fast forward anytime I've made a pivot I love the pivot queen that's great that's a like, great <laughs> term <laughs> put that in my Instagram bio yeah. <laughs> it was a, when I really just didn't feel aligned anymore in that thing and So I was working for the naturopathic doctor who I love. Like I said, she's based, she's like my family now, Um, Dr. Karina Dunlap. She's incredible. And I just realized I don't, I want to be able to do more of what she's doing. And, and I felt like with my own research, I could do that, but I wanted to really have the solid base. Mm-hmm. And then I found out about human design and found out I'm a manifesting <gasps> generator and I could yes. literally change my job every six months and be happy. <laughs> so <laughs> there is a point to it where I'm like, okay, stick it out. You love what you're doing right now and you don't always have to pivot, but the pivot has, al- I've always done it at a time where it absolutely needed to be done. And then also fast forward to when we met. Wow, that was the reason I was going to breathwork is because not that I don't love breathwork and I still do it and all of that, but I was in a really dark space and especially in my relationship. And the reason I was in Connecticut was for my relationship. Yeah. So I went through a really excruciating breakup in March of it's coming up almost a year. Yeah. March of 2022. And somebody that I loved, like, 
deeply and I still love. And that is why I left Connecticut and started traveling because my option was I could either go back to Maine and go back to everything I had known and every and my I don't say large community to sound like, oh my God, I'm so popular, but I do have a very large community in Maine. Yes, and you, are you originally yeah. from Maine or is that where you yeah, went to school? Yeah, I grew school? up in Maine. Okay. So yeah, I grew up in Maine. I moved from San Diego when I was three, grew up in Maine and went to college in Maine. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So yeah. I ended there, up you have a whole life there. My, yeah. Like yeah. told myself I'd go to another state for college, didn't do that. Ended up being around <laughs> all of my friends at college and I made new friends, new college friends, but I was like, I could either go back or I could travel. I've always wanted to travel. I've always wanted to move to the West Coast. Why don't I do this now? And so that's what I did. Okay. There's so much there. <laughs> and first of all, how inspiring. Like that's that's very inspiring. And I mean, I think a lot of people can relate to that feeling, A, of that feeling of like, uh oh, this isn't I'm not I don't feel aligned anymore. Like all of a sudden it's like sometimes, you know, immediately I feel like I sometimes there have been moments where like I've taken a job or like day one at a job that like it's a full time job. And I'm like, fuck, like the this gut is feeling of yeah, like, I got to go. <laughs> this isn't this isn't going to be yeah. for the long haul. When when you said that I immediately know when it's not for me and there's an immediate sense of dread, I think that's like obviously that can probably feel like a lot for you. But like it's also such a superpower because yeah. Then you're like, okay, I know I don't – and you won't sit in it as, as long, you know? Like there's people who who will just be like the idea of changing, the idea of doing something different can overpower like the – They start to rationalize. Like people it's rationalize like, yeah, and, and stay you'll in the situation. You'll sit in, your comfort, in something that seems comfortable or in like, you know, whatever else. So I think that's an amazing quality to like be able to just be like, okay, this ain't it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and see it so fast. Thank you. For real. Because I – we've – and I've definitely been her – I've stayed in a really mm-hmm. like I've I'm like oh this relationship isn't for me but I stay in it or like I don't I don't like quit that bad cycle or that or you know just that cycle that's not serving me anymore and I feel like as time's gone on I've you know become a little bit better at it but also I'm not as good at it as it seems like you are in general so I'm definitely envious I don't like you say it's a you see it as a pain point sometimes and I'm like <laughs> Girl, no. <laughs> that is a superpower that a lot of us wish that we could harness and are working on harnessing like every day, all the day. And then also I was like, so one, feeling that like sense of this isn't for me, but then also like to be in a, to be in that situation and then to like be like doing the work to get out of it. And you didn't just do like tiny things. You did like you changed your entire lifestyle. And I'm kind of like, how's it going? Like, how's it going? <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's been really interesting. I am someone who, even though I love to be around my close friends and my community, I also am totally fine being alone. But in this experience, since I've been solo traveling and I've been alone so much, and especially after living with my boyfriend, like I went from living with him full time, spending mm-hmm. so much time with him to I was home for a short snippet in Maine and then I was completely alone for like months. In different countries or you went to California first and then you went 
to Portugal? I went to Seattle for a month and then I went to, which coincidentally my best friend moved there at the same time, but we just like didn't get to see each other as much as we wanted. So mm-hmm. I was there for a month and I went to Mexico for a month and I was around people. Like I've been intermittently around people, but the majority of the time I've spent alone. So Mexico and then I was, yeah, in the Bay Area and then Portugal and then I did a, a East Coast road trip. And then I came back out here. <laughs> I think that's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, so it ha- there have been times of extreme, extreme loneliness. Um, and when that happens, I think it is just, especially when you're not, like I wasn't at a point where I wanted to be dating in that beginning phase. Like I'm not, I just got to, I'm heart, sure. literally fully heartbroken. <laughs> Yeah, And there's no way that I could go meet. So that's one way you can meet people when you're traveling is like go on dates and things like that. That was not accessible to me for a long time. It is now, which is fun, but like not at the time. And so it really provided me time to draw so inward. And also it's tough to reach out to people, I think, in those moments. And I hope that I think people can resonate with that on like when you're feeling that low, you don't want to reach out to someone and be like, hey, I feel like shit. How's your day? Like, and so it's a, it's been a practice for me and my therapist is always encouraging this of like, people want you to reach out to them. Like people want, people care. And even when you're alone, you're not alone. You have so much community and you have so many people that are, that care so much about you. And, but I, I'm grateful to answer your question. It, it, that was a period of time and that comes and goes here and there, but it really provided me with this time to be in my own energy again and really um, take that in because I realized in my relationship, he was the first mature, I would say mature adult relationship that I've been in. Otherwise, like, you know, this crazy relationships that we get in. But he was the first one where I was like, okay, I am probably going to marry you. And Mm. this is the mature, like beautiful relationship. We had such a good relationship. And I, I attached to that. I remember telling him like, you have to I have to die before you. You can't die before me. Like, there's no way. Like, I'm not living without you. And Mm -hmm. I think that I had to go through this to learn that I might lose my partner. Like, whoever I marry one day, they might die. And I can't say that I have to die first. Like, that Mm -hmm. doesn't – it doesn't make sense. So that's been – a big learning period and and yeah. now like fast forward to now there every day is different but i feel i just feel really grateful that i i chose to do this and now i feel like i can just meet anyone and start talking to them and and yeah i always said i would look if i don't do this i'm going to look back and wish i did so yeah totally thank you thank you so much for Sharon, that I was like eating that up. Also, a lot was resonating with me, and I oh. you sh- you're sharing so beautifully and like sharing some vulnerable things. So, like first of all, thank you for sharing. I really resonate with the like solo part. I recently moved mm-hmm. to like I moved out of Connecticut to this town in upstate New York where I, I don't know anyone. Oh, you did in in July. So not long after you know 
we met but like in July I moved <laughs> and you know we're all going through whatever this going on in the stars and I didn't know anyone and there's been a lot of loneliness there's been and Nicole's like off traveling and I think you know no, we're, we're definitely used to like hang being near one another especially the last couple of years with COVID we were living together with our family and so there was just there's been a lot of deep loneliness at times yeah and a lot of and also a lot of within that a lot of growth (laughs) and there's a lot of shifts that have been happening there's a lot of learning that's been happening and I feel like I wasn't able to fully see it in the moment because sometimes it's really painful but sorry my brain veered off into two um, thought streams, That's my brain as well. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it can be really painful and you can't really see like, wh- I'm like, at first I was like, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have moved here. I don't know anyone. I'm having a really hard time. <laughs> like mm-hmm. pack it up. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it's expensive to be like, it's not like I'm saving money. I'm like, where's the, what did I just do? But now I'm like, I feel like this is all kind of like breaking me wide open in a way and I'm learning a lot about myself in specific ways and kind of like what you were saying the sense of I don't know I'm proving a lot to myself in this moment but yeah so I resonate a lot with what you were saying in that regard oh and I the other thought stream was like I also totally resonate with the idea of like not necessarily wanting to reach out or like feeling a certain thing and I feel like for me it was like I don't really want to be I don't want to like put a downer on someone's day and I also kind of didn't want to admit that like I was feeling these things yeah Yeah, I was like Mm -hmm. feeling these things and not getting on like amazing like I was like big move it's really hard (laughs) like what you see on social media is just like oh my god I moved to this new place and I'm amazing and I actually have all these friends now and all these friends yeah Mm -hmm. but so thank you so much for sharing really validating a lot of the things that I was doing and I feel like at the end at the end of the day would you have changed anything like would you have done things differently Mm, that's a good question no because I think that this time has I think I've learned this before but it has re-taught me that when I am in relationship with really close people um I really cherish those relationships and that time, like quality time. I'm able to, when I speak to people that have not spent a significant a time, significant amount of time alone, I do sense not that they don't cherish relationships as much as me. I'm not saying that, but like they they might not fully understand like what it feels like to not because they've never. Maybe there's a fear there. Maybe they've never allowed themselves to be alone, mm-hmm. and being able to love people very deeply because I know what it feels like to not have them in my life, I think is something that I was retaught. And yeah, there have been times that I've been in a, in a, a location and I haven't hit nearly a, cause when you're, and I'm sure Nicole, you can resonate with this. Like when you're traveling and it isn't like, okay, I'm here for a week. It's I'm here for this long period of time yeah. You don't do necessarily, at least from my experience, like I'm not doing all these touristy things all the time. Like I'm also working. I'm also like just living. And so there have Girl. been times that I'm like, oh, I wish I went there. I wish I did that. But it's more just being in the culture and like being in the experience versus doing all of the things on Yelp. 
that are there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. And there's a lot of like processing that needs to happen within that too. Like if I don't do the thing that's – and I, I'm like, oh, I went here. And they're like, oh, my God, did you do this? And I'm like – no (laughs) and then and then they're like oh my god how could you have gone all the way there and not done all of these things and I was like because I was I was doing other things you know like and that's part of the travel and like live thing whole lifestyle is that like I did some of the stuff I did the things that we had time for but and I always have to be like I can go back to those places exactly you can always go back (laughs) yeah and it is good like you try and do as much as you can. It's all it's all a balancing act without, you know, you do as much as you can while also giving space for other areas of your life that need to have space. And I was not traveling solo, solo by myself. I usually, I've always had one buddy with me at this point. And then, so I can imagine that adding on top of like trying to connect with other people and that being like a priority, like meeting new people and connecting with new people is another time, something that you have to put your time and energy into. So absolutely. So one okay, kind of segueing a smidge, if I may. Um, you run your own. Is this correct? Uh, question. You run your own <laughs> practice a, a bit, like you're a, nutri- a holistic nutritionist as a private practice, or I know you work with this other doctor as well. Yeah, it's funny because there's still like that's my personality still is that I'm doing like all these different <laughs> things. Um, love it. So yeah, primarily I have a holistic nutritious nutrition business, nutritious called Lively and Well, and I don't really call it that anymore, but that's my LLC, and I that's when I work one on one with clients, and we do mineral testing. So I do I run a hair tissue mineral analysis, which basically looks at the mineral status in your body, any heavy metals that you might be excreting, and is really a foundational test. So I do that with one on one clients, and I have a four month program, or they can we can just do like a HTMA consult, and then I also work with clients that are Dr. Dunlap's patients that work with me as an add-on. So they're working with her, but they work with me to really dive into the nutrition piece of it. And then I, otherwise, I am a co-host of a podcast as well called The Body Wisdom Podcast. So that is like another thing that we're really starting to like kick off there. When did that start? Amazing. So Kiara, my business partner, she started it in 2020, but then I joined in June of last year. Okay. So, Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So you've, you're kind of coming up on a year, like slowly but surely coming up on a year of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Of working together. Not really. Because yeah, we started talking like, it kind of is because we started talking earlier and then, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. What a year. I'm like, are you going through like some sort of transit? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I mean, I turned 30, so Saturn Return was finishing. She was, she was like, and kicking it in the butt on your way out. (laughs) Everything that needed to go when, yeah, I was, and it's interesting. I've always been excited to turn 30. Since I was 25, I've been ready to turn 30. Same. So, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I just that every day. (laughs) I really do. I feel like uh, I'm, we just turned 28. 
So we're still in the middle of it. Like we're not quite, we've got Mm. some time. And I keep being like, okay, remember, I don't want my mindset to be so set on 30 that I like miss out on the beauty of the late 20s kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Cause I can sense myself being like, once it, once we are 30. So I don't want to like a romanticize one thing too much and like not be present. But, but I do, I just have, I think it, I don't know. I have some feeling about 30. And I don't know if that, it's been before I've like really gotten into astrology too. So it's, I feel like maybe it's like an intuitive thing or maybe, or maybe I just want to turn 30. (laughs) Yeah, no, there's totally a shift that happens and I, uh, we could talk a long time about that so I don't get too deep into it, but it's definitely a shift and it, I agree. Like we can't romanticize it. Like I'm still, I still struggle. I'm like, it's not like I'm like, I'm 30 and I don't care about anything. Um, but there is like a, a, a shift that happens where you just know yourself so much better. I was thinking about this recently. Like I've always felt like I had a strong hold on myself, but when we like come into this life and we're like learning who it's almost like we're like a bystander to mm-hmm. who like we're going to be in this lifetime. And so I feel like 30 is just a milestone of like, okay, I finally have like a hold on this a lot more concrete. Okay. So we just turned 30. We've had lots of shifts and also make sure that we're going and checking out all of Gabby's nuggets. Um, And we'll give, we'll give like businesses, Mm -hmm. (laughs) businesses. (laughs) We'll give a proper, um, a moment to share all of your links and where to connect with you. Yeah. yeah. Kind of at the end. Okay. So one thing I know a lot of our listeners, they are, have they're very excited to learn more about nutrition and so I guess my first question as far as that is concerned is how do you know when when it's time to kind of seek nutrition a nutritionist is it kind of like at least I, I view therapy this way where it's like it's always kind of nice to have consultations with a nutritionist like everybody could use that yeah no that's <laughs> a great question so I would say there's both. I do believe, and I'm not just saying this because I work with in this field, but I do believe that a second set of eyes is really helpful. I work with some practitioners very similar to me who we have so much intuition about our body, but we also have a blind side to ourselves as well. And so it can be really helpful. Even if you're feeling pretty good, it can be so helpful, especially to get a mineral test and just say like, where am I at? Because the minerals really dictate how the rest of your body is working. So if you're not having any symptoms, I wouldn't say you you have to see a nutritionist. But I do think that getting even just a consult of like, okay, where am I at? But segueing that into if you are having symptoms. So when I say symptoms, I'm talking about things like bloating, digestive upset, like constipation, diarrhea, or hormonal imbalance, like anyone that has been told you might have PCOS. If you have any blood sugar issues, so those could be like dizziness, fatigue, brain fog, any of that. If you have trouble focusing, a lot of these things, especially women, we think they're normal. So especially painful periods, not normal. Extreme PMS, not normal. If you have like extreme feelings of depression before you start your period, not normal. Uh, So all of these things that we're told, oh, just a part of being a woman or anyone with a uterus, this is just what you go through. It's, you kind of have to say, is this what I have to go through? Like, is this complete Mm -hmm. misery really normal for me? Mm. And when we speak about nutrition, 
that is essentially telling all of your cells how to function. So I hope that answered your question. No, <laughs> yes, it did. And I feel like a, a couple of our, a couple of our, the people in our orbit, I feel like have been getting to know themselves intimately on a hormonal level and symptoms that I didn't even know would be, you know, byproducts of hormonal imbalance. So I feel like, you know, if you, like you, I personally would love to get, like it's on my list to like have my hormones checked just because you might as well know, Mm -hmm. you might as well get to know your body in that way. So once you know, like once you take your test and you see like specific, Mm -hmm. how do you know how to like offset that with nutrition? What's the next step? Yeah. So when we do all clients that I work with now, we do that HTMA. And when we see the results, what we want to really look at is the ratios of minerals together. So for example, zinc is a mineral, copper is a mineral, and they both have relationship to each other. So we don't want to say, okay, your zinc level's low, so let's put you on zinc. It's not like a, a single mineral issue. It's more about how are the minerals communicating with each other. And that has been something that was an issue actually with COVID because a lot of people started taking zinc in COVID, but then it was completely throwing off their copper balance. And copper is really important for hormones. And so that zinc-copper ratio actually tells us a lot about your hormone status. So when we're looking at the minerals, we're looking at, okay, how are they communicating with each other? And then how is that therefore being translated into how your body is functioning? There's a blood sugar ratio, there's adrenal ratio, and ratio just means two minerals that are working together and how well they're complementing each other. And so we look at that and then we say, what can we do to support one or the other or both to work better together? It's very, on on this end of it, it's like very complex. Not that I think you guys aren't understanding, but I just don't want anyone to feel like, oh my gosh, this is very like confusing because it is confusing. It's complex. Well, it's, I mean, essentially like you're, you know, you're a medical professional and you, this is something you you specialize in this. Yeah. So obviously I'm not going to look at a chart. I like my hormones, like a reading of my hormones and be like, oh, amazing. I understand all of that. But like, (laughs) but what I am understanding is that like, yeah, a, it's a very complex system. It's not just, you know, it's it's a whole how is everything communicating and working together? Whereas like looking deeper and a bit more intimate, why is this malfunctioning? Why is this happening? And not necessarily just like, oh, this is slow. You need more of it. Um, it's a bit more you have to dig a little bit more deeper to get this like holistically better a better result. Um Right. So everything's functioning a bit smoother. I love the idea of just like having that relationship with your body, understanding your body in that way. Do you know if – are there more – I know some people are, are you know, you're born with like a hormonal imbalance or it's um, inherited versus – or you're born that way. But are there situations where like it's not that and it's like, I don't know, like what you have been eating or what you like, you know, I don't know, like situational Absolutely. So I think it's both. So um, mineral status is imprinted. And that's why I love to work with anyone who wants to get pregnant really in their Mm. lifetime because mineral status is imprinted on the baby. 
And minerals are also a really big reason why somebody can experience postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, because they're super depleted. And then baby's pulling even more. Yeah. And then baby's pulling even more and then you're not getting sleep. And then if you're breastfeeding, like the whole cycle of the depletion happens. And so if we can really... That's a hot take. Yeah. (laughs) We can really replete you. So that way, like people that don't experience that are probably people that have a really robust mineral status and they have those minerals to give to the baby Mm -hmm. versus somebody that doesn't have them to give. So it can be that, but I never want it to feel like a, an uphill battle for somebody who maybe their, their mom didn't have access to a really robust nutritional diet. That doesn't mean that you can't do anything in your lifetime. And so it's that, but it's also what was your upbringing. So when I'm thinking of anything that is inherited or anything that's hereditary, I'm also wondering did you are you living similar mm. to how that person was living cuz of course if you grow up with parents you're you're probably living pretty similar to them you're eating similar foods you're you're living a similar lifestyle and so it's not that it's just hereditary and you have to deal with it always it's also just okay what behavioral and what nutritional and what lifestyle changes can we make so that way we're steering this path in a different way than it went for this person or your family member. That's such helpful information and also like that perspective of, you know, just because it's hereditary or if it is, you know, which I feel like you can't know for sure unless you go see somebody and you do like a full deep dive and all of this stuff. And I, you know, nothing, you know, disclaimer, everything that we say here is like everyone's very individual. So like to get to know yourself on a very like go see your specialist who's going to work with you. But also to open up that perspective of like, yeah, if it is hereditary, it doesn't like you just said, it doesn't have to be something that you just deal with. That's something that you can work with and see what can what shifts that you can make. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. Like mindset stuff. I, I'd love if there's like, and if you don't feel like it's helpful to answer this question because it's too, because it's, it's so individualized, then feel free to say that. But I would love if there's like general things to implement into your diet. Like if you're experiencing, if you're, if you're bloated, if you're experiencing mog fo- mind fog, the bad period cramps got my attention because I've had that in the mm. past. Like, are there general things that people can implement more into their diet that would help with more like general tips for people? Yeah, absolutely. No, I can definitely answer this because there's a lot that can be done. So in particular, if we're talking about hormones and menstrual cycle and things like that, what I actually like to focus on even before we go to nutrition, and I'll answer nutrition-wise too, but is lifestyle and really supporting the body's natural functions. And so – That's why when we're given something like birth control, and I'm not anti-birth control, I want to be a disclaimer, but if we give something like birth control to an issue that is a hormone imbalance, it's like, well, how how would my body have functioned before birth control was available? Mm -hmm. Like, how would I have come out of this? And a big thing, and a big thing I will say for women especially is that mind-body connection and stress and um, supporting the different organ systems in a way of, I'll give you some concrete things. So are you getting outside to see the natural sunlight before your phone? Mm. We know that blue light 
is very confusing to the body and blue light can spike cortisol. And when cortisol spikes, it is very hard for the hormones to function naturally. And so when we look at our phone, it actually tells our body that it's noon. So if you look at your phone at 7 a.m., it tells your body it's noon because the light is so confusing. Our bodies haven't caught up to like all of this technology. And I don't think we can't evolve. I think that they've evolved and like they're able to handle it, obviously. But if we look at the blue light before we look at the outdoor light, then the body's very confused. It's like, okay, it's noon. And so by three, people have these slumps because it's like, it's all, it's been the whole day. Like what is going on? We don't even know what time it is, especially when everyone started working from home. And so you, you roll out of bed and you get on your laptop and the blue light is blaring at you and you're like, <laughs> I'm exhausted. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what time it is. And you're like, um, I literally and- didn't do anything today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, why am I so sleepy? I'm also like, not me, like not wanting to look at my laptop right now, like looking at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like looking away. Yeah. <laughs> I use a, um, an app that's free for Mac. It's called F.Lux. Maybe we can put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but it helps to dim your lighting according to the time zone that you're in. So it has like a lighter light in the morning and then in the evening it's wow. lighter. And you can also use blue light blocker glasses. They're kind of expensive, but this is a free way yeah. to help. Mm-hmm. So yeah, doing that, getting movement in. So your lymphatic system is really important for hormones. Um, your lymphatic system doesn't have a pump in contrast to the circulatory system where the heart is the pump. The lymphatic system requires movement and requires you to – that's why if you go to the hospital ever – I don't know if anyone goes to the hospital, but if you see people and they have these pumps on their legs, that's to get the the movement flowing um, and it prevents blood clots. So one of my first recommendations is if you can just get at least – this is tough for caretakers, but if you can get like two to five minutes of outdoor light first thing in the morning, incredible. Amazing if you can go on a walk, like a 5, 10, 15-minute walk in the morning. That is really acclimating your circadian rhythm, your hormone system, all of it to your – and your nervous system to be able to function optimally. When we're getting right on the computer, I won't harp on this, but right on the computer, stressful, cortisol is raising everything, then it's like, whoa, okay, I wasn't meant to deal with all of these notifications at 7 a.m. This was not my life. And then, okay, so then nutrition-wise, we really want to focus on a big thing for hormones is liver health and enough protein because the, the liver requires protein to function. And so a big thing that can happen is blood sugar dysregulation. And when the blood sugar gets dysregulated, hormones get dysregulated. Mm. So if the blood sugar is really high, that's why there's a big trend right now of people wearing glucose monitors. It's not just for people that have been diagnosed as diabetics. You'd be shocked at how high a blood sugar can get on someone that is not diabetic. And that's solely because of lifestyle. And the way that we're eating. And so always pairing a nutritional recommendation is always pairing carbohydrates with protein or fat because that helps to slow down that blood sugar spike. And it doesn't mean I am I'm not someone that talks about keto or anything like that. I think that carbs are 
are really important to function and are really important for the liver as well. But we don't want to be eating them solely on their own. Basically, the saying is like no naked carbs. You want to always have a protein or fat with them. And I actually just wore a monitor myself recently just to check in. I like to wear them every once in a while. And even in the morning, you're more sensitive to carbohydrates. That's another thing. So if you're choosing a breakfast in the morning, choosing a savory breakfast versus a sweet is really helpful actually for the rest of the day. So if you have the option of like eggs or or, or something savory, vegetables, a, a scramble of some sort versus even something like an oatmeal, which seems healthy, it is, it has fiber and it has all of that, then your blood sugar is going to be more regulated all day long. And so back to when I was wearing a glucose monitor, I had a lot of protein and then I had instant oats, which can be worse for your blood sugar than uh, like steel cut or something. And my blood sugar still didn't love it, even when I had that protein. And so I think about people that have oatmeal on its own Mm -hmm. and your blood sugar definitely is likely spiking and then you're crashing. And when it crashes, you're exhausted. And that's where you get that slump as well around like, I'm so tired. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. These are so, these. I could go on and I on, know but those are a few, and I'm just like <laughs> eating it up. I feel like um, do you talk about this a lot on your podcast as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like we've um, we're obviously like creeping up on our hour mark, and I think that if anybody wants more tips or tricks, obviously, a you can like see a specialist. B you can go to Gabby and ask her or listen to her podcast to get more because I just I feel like there's we've literally just like sniffed never mind scratched scratched the surface surface. like Mm -hmm. there's (laughs) there's so (laughs) So much much. and it's and it's so powerful like you you said at the very top of the episode something like nutrition isn't just like oh what am I supposed to eat it's just like having so much knowledge behind how your body functions and how food can be like how it can affect you, like how, like food is an effector um, kind of thing. Um, I even like I saw one of definitely peaches. Definitely go follow Gabby on Instagram because you're. I feel like you're always <laughs> posting these like small tips and yeah. And yeah. I'm always like interesting, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> you said something about like if you're never if you're like if your norm is to never be hungry until like the afternoon, then like that might be a symptom of something and I'm like oh god because like that's totally (laughs) totally me so common your cortisol spikes and then I could go into the science behind it but yeah yes and I'm like there's so much and it's not that like I'm not here for it I have so many questions rolling around in my head yeah I'm like what I'm like and what are your thoughts about like food in the U.S. versus food overseas because I definitely I like especially after spending so much time over like in different places can feel a difference in like my digestion and how I'm feeling and I'm just like I'm sure there's I'm sure that's no coincidence and like yeah all of the all of the things there's so much to unpack Mm -hmm. but yeah so just like quickly on that I think that it has to do with a lot of things in different countries I think that 
partly it has to do with the lifestyle. And so we're not eating as quickly. We're not, especially in the Northeast, it's so cold so much of the time that we are not moving as much. We're just like in these cocoons and our body needs movement to digest. And so we're like just stuck for eight months out of the year, (laughs) at least in Maine. And we're not moving and we're not digesting as well. So like I feel like in Europe and other countries – you're moving so much more and so your body's able to really like go through those nutrients and then also quality absolutely like the in Portugal I just noticed like there's just the amount of ingredients in products is so much less it's way less and I even noticed it a lot in Spain like the the vegetables that I was eating were like so good. And then, and then I, and I also, I remember when I went home for the first, went back to the States for the first time after being out for so long and I would always snack on like the cherry to, well, yeah, I bloated up immediately. And then Mm. I was, I made like cherry tomatoes, like a good, like a snack for myself. And then I went to go like grab a cherry tomato that like my, a pack from a package my mom had gotten from like Costco or something. And I was like, this is different. This is not the same. This is it's not been as- traveling for so long. It's been losing all of its nutrients versus mm-hmm. a, a farm that is either in Spain or in Portugal or in this area. Yeah. And you have yeah. so much nutrients there versus it's it's losing so much along the way mm-hmm. Yeah, when it's being shipped. Mm-hmm. So I definitely felt – I feel that when I go to different places – yeah. But it's just yeah, it's so it's so powerful and has such an impact on on how we and how on how we operate. Yeah. And it's a, it's amazing. It's an amazing. Once you like harness it and get, like get a focus on it and like really like yeah, knowledge is power, know that about yourself, it can really be a wonderful tool and superpower to just like be the best version of mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just sitting with your food and smelling it, that's a big one. Smelling your food digestion actually starts in the brain. And then when you chew your – so that's why we have saliva because it starts in the brain. And the saliva has enzymes to break down your food. And so if you're not chewing properly, you're putting so much burden on your stomach. And then your stomach doesn't have teeth. And so it has to do like overdrive on what your mouth and your saliva would have been doing. So I feel like that's a difference too in Europe is that – that's what I meant by slowing down too is that we're actually like – smelling the food we're eating we have time to eat versus like eating right. in the car on the way with a granola bar for breakfast oh my god totally yeah. Yeah. for sure yeah. some wow. people like have 30 minutes for a lunch break and I'm like where are you when are you supposed to be eating like at what time yeah like <laughs> you have to get to your food you have to do something to it and then you have to put it in your body somehow some way for five minutes yeah yeah mm-hmm. this has been amazing like one of my favorite recordings um so Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. We can we, – we, Nick, is there anything else that you wanted to ask before we move into the peachy clean? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, Gabby, is there any, anything else that you wanted to mention on, on those topics before we move into the peachy clean? Um, I, I don't think so. Just – I guess my only thing is just to have so much grace for yourself and – that if you have a symptom right now, mine was big one was bloating. And I never thought I would not be bloated. And 
I there was a moment that I was like, I just think I'll be bloated for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when yeah. I'm pregnant, I'm just gonna be so pregnant because oh. I'm also yeah. bloated. And like I'm gonna like never get rid of this, but it one thousand percent is so possible. And now I wake up and I'm it's very rare that I'm bloated now, and I never thought that would happen. So just to have so much grace and that it will your body is regenerating and yeah. and listening. So yeah, yeah. amazing. Nick, you want to take us in? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so with that, we'll slide into the peachy clean moment. Do you have you had an opportunity to think about something that you want to come clean about and share with the the community? Yeah. It's so funny because I actually asked my friends like before my childhood friends, I was like, "What is something that I could confess?" <laughs> Love like, that. What What is? And my one of my friends always has really good ideas. Um, <laughs> and she brought up something that's super interesting that I think is. I mean, to me, that really influenced where I went in my life. But as children, as teenagers, I should say, like when we entered high school, my friend group, we were terrible. Like we, we drank, like we binge drank, like at a very young age. Like we, we were, I feel like we could have had like a reality show, the amount of yeah. alcohol that we had and the, and it's, it's. Wow. It, okay, Maine. It's, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she actually said something that's like even worse than I'm saying. Like, I, I and I'm just going to say it because this is fun. It's just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So You're like, give it to us. She was like, <laughs> she said, remind them about, the, or tell them about that time that we, got, we were in an alley with 26 year olds and we got a gun pulled on us essentially like at a party <gasps> and like that was our life that was our life like as teenagers <laughs> you're, like, you're just like just a typical Saturday silly like as a freshman in high school like what were we doing and I think that confession goes into I think that people often look at the work that I do now and they're like, oh, she must have lived lived like this perfect lifestyle, but I'm still supporting my liver and like what that did to my liver and my hormones and all of these things now. And when I look back on it, I would never change it because I had it was so fun and like I have such incredible memories, but now I don't drink really. Like last year I, I had one or two drinks maybe all wow. year and it really, I think I just got it all out of the way yeah. like as a young, and I don't recommend it, please. <laughs> like God forbid, I hope my children do not do what I did, <laughs> but that I would say if that fits, that, that's de- what it is. De- it's just definitely that, fits. like I did not start out this way. I did not start out this way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a peachy clean. I don't think we've ever had a peachy clean like that before. So thank you so, so much. Oh I'm so glad you shared. Um, now you are all peachy clean. <laughs> yeah. How exciting. I love that, I love that segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's always a fun one. Um but thank you so much for for coming on, Gabby. Do you want to just run through and tell the people where they can connect with you, uh, you, work with you, find you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. My ty- my what is it called? Instagram. My, my Instagram. My handle. Yeah. My my handle <laughs> handle is Gabby M Barbosa, and my website's GabbyBarbosa.com. 
And you can find the podcast at the Body Wisdom Podcast. And we have a handle, Body Wisdom Podcast, there too. I think that's all. Okay. I would love to chat with anyone. Yeah. All right, Peaches. That does it for this episode. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Make sure you hit that big subscribe button on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on. And it happens to be Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you could leave us that five-star written review, we would so, so appreciate it. It really helps this podcast grow and get into the ears of new listeners. Make sure you stay put and let that... uh, playlist roll into the next episode of Let's Talk Peaches. But in the meantime, make sure you are following us on Instagram, which you can find us at Let's Talk underscore Peaches. With that same handle, you can find us on TikTok. You can head on over to our website, www.letstalkpeaches.com, where you can snag some super cool merch. And yeah, we hope you enjoy the rest of the season. Bye, Bye, Peaches. peaches. Yay! Yeah.